Hi, I'm Nicole Glenn, the co-host of the LLC podcast, and it's an honor to introduce listeners to inspiring women who are making a real difference in logistics and supply chain. With the LLC podcast, you'll hear inspirational stories, both professional and personal challenges our guests overcame, how their backgrounds help shape who they are today, how they empower others, give back to their communities, and often the world. So today we are hosting a special panel. It's been a minute since we've been able to do this. Uh, but joining me today is Christy Knitchell and Sharon Sire, and we are going to dive in on how to get ahead of your career in 2023. So ladies, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm excited to be back in the panel platform. Me too. It's been a while. Yeah, same here. It's been a while. Yeah. So just to our guests that are listening, we're planning to do these quarterly um, and, and bring some additional people to this. We're actually, just so you know, we're looking for additional hosts to join us too. So if you are interested to be a host on LLC and want to invite other people to our show and run points, I mean, never hesitate to reach out to me or any of the ladies that are a part of this via LinkedIn. Uh, you can send us emails. You can look up our company names. However you can get in touch with us, please feel free to to reach out. We're looking, we have a spot for two more hosts. So excited for that. But so we have a great topic to start the year, you know, talking to our listeners on what they can do from our perspectives as leaders and owners of businesses um, for themselves, so what they can start diving into this next year to really lift their career. And so before we hopped on to hit the record button, we were talking through some of these ideas on, on different platforms and places that we can go to really lift ourselves. So this is just going to be a, a conversation today. There's really no questions. So you'll just hear from all of us talking through this. So should I put somebody on the spot first to say, sure. take the ball and run with it? <laughs> or I'm going, I'm going Sharon. Okay. Yes. Well, uh, starting in 2023, I decided I needed to work on myself because you never stop working up on yourself. It doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are. You have to continue to learn this business. All business changes. So I've challenged myself this year to step out of my comfort zone, do some things that I haven't done in the past. Um, and put myself out there because there's a bit of fear that, you know, you're going to fail and that's okay. We all fail. We just learn from those failures. And so I'm going to be talking more to groups this year. I've already talked to some companies to come in and talk about women and how to, to work with women and they're different than men on how you deal with them and, and how to do that. So I've put together some, um, I'm putting together some new programs to go out there and, and sell that to some corporations. That's a big step for me uh, <laughs> because even on here, when we first started this, I was just always nervous. And so the more you do it, the better you feel. So you just put yourself out there. And then I'm working with individual women. I'm mentoring them and uh, answering their questions and how to grow in their companies and what to do and what not to do. So that's what I'm doing right now. So you're like the whole synopsis of what the show is about. <laughs> I don't know if that's good or bad. No, no. just to give a little background too, if people are just starting to listen, Sharon 
and I have met through coming up with this concept of LLC. And mm -hmm. so watching you take these additional steps and building out Saving Our Sisters. Can you just give like a 20 second synopsis on what Saving Our Sisters is? Saving Our Sisters uh, started this because when I started in the company, in the industry, there were no women, very few women. And so women have struggled throughout the years to get ahead in this pretty much still male oriented business. And so I'm, I started Saving Our Sisters after I retired to, to answer questions, guide them, help them get over some humps that I had to go through so they don't have to make the same mistakes I did. That sounds like you're saying exactly what I say too, Sharon. <laughs> we all think alike. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think we keep inspiring each other because that yeah. was with meeting you, Christy. I mean, that was one of the things that you've taught me so much that in my mind, I'm like, I have to give back to people that are either, it doesn't, they have to be company owners. They could just be wanting to take those next steps. And so, you know, that constant, that's what we got to do is keep paying what we learn forward. So you, we can all skip the BS, right? Stuff. Yeah. Like that. Sometimes we have to walk through it ourselves first, though, to actually like understand. Uh, right. Yeah, you can get all the advice in the world, but it sometimes you just have to go through it and like yeah. share fail. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I agree. And I will say, you know, that's kind of been my journey where like, just like Sharon, even though I'm a little bit younger, just a little bit younger. Um, <laughs> a lot younger. <laughs> just a little bit. You're like, what, 45? I'm oh, like, yeah. yeah. So, no, but anyways, um, no, I mean, I, again, I was, I felt like, you know, one of the few when I started and I didn't have like this support system or I felt like, you know, I literally had to go out and find help and resources. And I think one of the things we want to touch on today is that if you're working for a company, there are things that the company is going to offer you, but also do things for yourself. You know, I went out and I did like Sandler sales training and I found a consultant at one time um, or like a leadership coach, I should say, at some point, because sometimes I didn't even know what I was supposed to be doing. I always say this, you know, Googling, what does a CEO do? And, and it's kind of funny because sometimes it's like people don't tell you these things, but you got to search you got to find um, ways to gain more knowledge and education. Um, and, you know, going back to what you said, Nicole, you know, reaching out and me giving you advice. And a lot of times it is true. Like, no matter what I say or you say or Sharon says, you know, taking the advice can be great, but sometimes you might take a different route and then you have to learn, like, because it could work out for you. It could not work out for you. And sometimes you need to go with your gut and figure out what is going to be the right process for you. And even at the, say, the size my company is today, we still struggle with, you know, decisions that are made or figuring out how you do things. And I love the fact that, like, building a community or network around yourselves, um, and this goes for anyone out there in the audience, so that you can bounce ideas off of different people and get different opinions about how they've handled certain situations or how do you find more out about educating yourself in different areas um, because you might not know what those areas are. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think it's definitely important to make sure that you work on yourself and you try to find things for yourself other than maybe what your company is also going to provide for you um, because they're not going to do it all for you as well. And I think that's important. Yeah, I mean, we were talking about the continual education spot and I have a coach too. Um, that helps me at monthly meetings, you know, trying to continually push me to learn and evolve 
a consistent involvement of myself. And that's, that's part of it. She, I have like windows right here and there's post-it notes. I tell her all the time. I'm like, Becky, I'm quoting you. I quote her all the time. (laughs) She will say something to me and it resonates. And so one of the things is always asking yourself, but then instilling. So say you're a manager or I don't know, a leader in some sense to, to people is asking your people or asking yourself, what am I doing to invest in myself? to be better, to, to show up differently. And I think that people tend to forget that even if you get that experience while you're working for a company or the company is giving you that guidance to, to be in a program or do something, it's one of those things that say, eventually you leave that company. They can't, they, maybe if you're a sales rep, they'll take your contacts from you. Right. But they can never take that knowledge. Right. And that knowledge is something that you should always be seeking because that's going to be how you continually build yourself. And then if you are a leader and you're trying to bring the right people on your team, still asking that same question, maybe in the interview process, you know, how do you invest in yourself? And you'll see the people that actually do those types of things are the ten the, the people that tend to take those next levels in their career because they're always trying to improve, take that past knowledge, that past experience, but then be vulnerable to the next round of information that you're getting. So, I mean, that's, that's something. So Becky, if you're listening, I quoted you again. It's always part of my, uh, my, my conversations now because it's so impactful to me on that. Well, and I think you have to be open to uh, what people are the advice that you're given, because a lot of times you you think you know enough that you don't really need somebody somebody to tell you what to do. And we're and we're not telling you what to do. We're just giving you some advice. And I think uh, it's important to have somebody to hold you accountable. Are you doing something that maybe is holding you back and you don't even realize it? And if you have somebody that you can talk to or your group of your tribe, whatever it is that you have, if they're good, they want to help you succeed. They will hold you accountable and they'll tell you hard things and you shouldn't take offense to it. You should learn from it because they wouldn't tell you that just to be mean. They want you to succeed. So I think you need the right people and make sure that you stay away from that water cooler mentality of everybody talking about everybody during the day. You, you worry about you and what you need to do to improve yourself and who can help you get there. I love that you said that because that was something um, that I actually said to one of my own people as well. Um, You know, don't worry about the people that are around you, the noise, the different things that are going on at the end of the day, worry about what you need to do, how you're going to get to the next level, how you're going to accomplish what we're working on. And, you know, I think that really resonated with this particular person, because I think sometimes they don't realize they don't need to be a part of that. People choose to be a part of that, not saying that it's wrong, but it also will make some people lose focus on what their true um, end game is. And if you have big goals and you want to get somewhere with those goals, you truly do have to focus more on yourself and what you're doing and don't worry about all that noise um, that you were just speaking of, Sharon, because to me, that's important. and learning how you can be the better person and just kind of stay out of that, sort of speak. Not that they're bad people, but, 
you know, everyone has different personalities and how they interact or whatnot. But again, it, we talk about control what you can control. And mm -hmm. that's like what you're what you're doing yourself and working on those things that you need to to work on. Well, what I've always told people are people are watching you. The the people above you are watching. You don't even realize. And if you have integrity, uh, you treat people with empathy. Uh, but you're, you know, you take care of your business, you're smart, you do what you're supposed to do. Uh, you're not bitchy to everybody because you want to step on them to, to, you know, get ahead. So just remember, be mindful of the fact that even though you don't realize it, people are watching. They're watching everything. They're watching mm -hmm. your body language. They watch mm -hmm. when you show up. They watch when you leave. They watch how you interact with the coworker. It's just, as I tell people in my company all the time, perception is reality. It is. Even though you may not think that you're a part of this or doing that, whatever that perception is of you is in that space is the reality of how you're perceived. So like I said, body language, facial expressions, eye rolling, complaining about clients, complaining about coworkers, if it's not constructive or going to bring you to the next level, because there, there are problems in organizations. Like every one of us have them in our own. Mm -hmm. Every one of us have experienced them when we've worked elsewhere. And so complaining doesn't get you anywhere. It's what do you do about it? You know, how do you walk into that situation when you identify a gap with a coworker, with a leader, with a process? And how do you say, okay, this is broken because you it's great. People always want to acknowledge when something's broken, but what are you doing to make a difference on it? Yeah. You know, how are you going to bring that to the table and say, you know, I, this isn't working with my leader today, uh, but maybe this is how we could fix that and bring those solutions to the table. So that way it's constructive instead of what you said, Sharon, like bitching, you know, that. Yeah. That's how that gets viewed. I don't care if you're a male or a female with that yeah. one. It's just how it gets viewed. Right. And so that perception is reality on how you yeah. show up that. I've always told my employees, you can come and bitch to me anytime you want to about anything, but come, but make sure you come to me with a solution. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Whether now you I use it or not, you know, yeah. don't just come in and just complain. Tell me how, you know, what we can do, what you think we can do to make it better. Well, yeah. And I love that because I was just going to say, that's the one thing that we preach here that I think initially maybe we didn't do for a long time. Right. And then mm -hmm. as you get bigger, it's kind of like, okay, what are you going to do about it? Do you have some solutions about it? Maybe they don't know, but again, um, a lot of times I think, us as you know myself as an owner even in the management levels like we want people to rise to that occasion we want to hear what you have to say that's your opportunity to actually speak up and say this is what i think is happening and this is what i think we could do about it and kind of throw those ideas around because that is important and we're pretty i think because of how busy everyone is like we're pretty direct about that you know if you have something to talk about like have a solution have something prepared so we can really have a full discussion about it and not just being a complaint yeah and we're seeing a lot of virtual work right so we're mm -hmm. hearing that consistently and that's a further gap or wedge that comes because 
you're not sitting in the office that you might have the same relationship that you would have with a manager or an owner or a coworker. And so it's a little bit more challenging. So what do you, what would you guys suggest in the remote environment that could be beneficial for someone to do with that same concept? I mean, I would say in my opinion, I think that the big thing, especially since we have several remote employees, like complete remote, um, even though we have like a hybrid model here with the people that are here in Pittsburgh and our Michigan office, but it is having, I think, those meetings and making sure they're meaningful meetings with an agenda so they don't get kind of lost or out of control, but having regular check-ins. We actually just started doing that again or coming up now um, in the next week with specific um, management, but, you know, even if it's the levels under the management, having, I think, those specific meetings so you can check in and talk about what's going on, because I do think you lose a little bit um, not being in the office environment, whether it's social, um, whatever it might be, because there's things that you could possibly learn that you're not going to learn because you're not right there. Um, so I do think it's having the meetings, regular conversations, check-ins. I do that with a lot of my external people. Um, and I know that that's helpful. Mm -hmm. So if your organization does not do that, I would suggest to like asking for that, you know, and just making it known with what Christy just said to say, Hey, you know, I think it'd be great if we hosted a check-in even bi-weekly, whatever it is, depending upon what type of company you're in and really how how involved your leadership is, but I would love if someone said, Hey, I'd love to have a check-in. So that way we can continually, you know, build what we're trying to do here mm -hmm. between myself and you. So I just wanted to elaborate off of that. Or uh, Sharon, what, what's your insight? With that? Yeah, I agree. I, you know, I'm a firm believer in one-on-ones because I feel like that's how you learn about your, your employee as a person, as a, an employee, a, a, where they want to go in the future. And so working remotely, you can still have those one-on-ones face-to-face, even if it is over a Zoom call or, or whatever, because I really think you need to see the facial expressions and you, you know, you can hear things and sometimes you hear things that the face doesn't say, you know, so you take it differently, just like emails and text messages uh, I was just going to say, yeah, that's yeah. like the worst, right? You feel like <laughs> this person's mad at me and they're like, what are you talking about? I'm not mad. If you just picked up the phone or if you get face to face, like you said, it is crucial. And I just, not to cut you off, but like, you're absolutely right, Sharon. The one-on-ones are key, even in person here, having them and virtual, I would say. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, I always kind of kept mine to about 30 minutes unless it was a quarterly one where we actually talked more about their goals and how, you know, if they were reaching their goals or not, that way we didn't have to have a performance review at the end of the year. We've been doing it all year long. You know, we, it, we already had it done, but I always did 30 minute ones for the most part. So we talked about 10 minutes about their past. So I get to know who they were 10 minutes about what's going on right now at work and in their life. And then, where did the, and then about 10 minutes about their future. What are we doing to help you get the position, the position that you want to go into or where you want to move within the company? And I just think it helps uh, each of each one of us, myself included, know that somebody cares and wants to help you and you're just not out there all alone. So 
The other thing I want to add too, real quick, um, something that I think is more recent, even with my company, is there's been a few people that see like a gap somewhere, but they've kind of formed a committee to have these discussions about how do we solve some of these things. And some of it has to do with charity work. Some of it has to do with like employee engagement or whatnot. But I think it's interesting that some people have just stepped up and said, hey, we've talked to this person, we're going to form a committee and we're going to talk about it. And I'm like, that's great. You know, like they just took it upon themselves to do that. And again, it depends on the company and where you're at, but it doesn't mean that you can't come up with something like that for where you work and yeah. present it to them. And even again, just even doing it amongst yourselves within the company with, with some of the people. Um, again, I don't know if that's something that would need management approval in different companies or not. Like here, it's kind of like, great, that's awesome. You know, I don't <laughs> mind that they're doing that. Um, other companies might not like that so much, but it's still an idea. I think that is very important. Yeah. So I, I kind of want to flip the gears too, because I think one of the things that I hear consistently from people is that walking into a new year, they use the word resolution, which means giving up, right? Giving up something. Uh, but there's really not this focus on goal setting you know, mm -hmm. how to set those goals. So, I mean, Sharon, you opened up saying, you know, you're doing things differently. You're walking into a, a new goals on how you're mm -hmm. going to approach stuff. You know, what so, would you guys talk to people about like that are listening on that concept of goal setting and how has that really impacted you? Well, I, I'm, goals are big for me. I've always been a goal person <laughs> because if you don't write it down, if you don't, uh, set your goals in a timeline, you're not, you don't know if you're achieving anything, you know? And so it, it does several things. Number one, uh, you spend your time more wisely because you're not all over the place. Uh, so when I set my goals, I set business goals and I set personal goals. And one of the things I've done for years, I've done this, I don't know, I started probably 10 years ago. Um, at the beginning of the year, New Year's Day, I write down my personal goals as far as things that I want to do. And it can be anything, whether it's a trip around the world, or, you know, just whatever that comes to mind that I would love to do. I write them down. I put them in an envelope and I seal it and I put it away. And on New Year's Eve, I open it up the next year to see how many of those things I accomplished. And most of the time I, I get, I've write down 10 things. And most of the time I'd get it, I've done about six. I don't even think about it throughout the year. They just have how, huh? how do you remember your 10 goals? You don't remember. You just kind of put it out there. And right. so when you open it up, you go, oh, I can't, I can't remember even writing that down. I don't remember that. And so, uh, but I did it. You know, I so like yeah, so to me, that's that's kind of a fun thing for me to do every year. It's New Year's Eve. It's okay. Go see what you accomplished. Personally. Put it out to the universe. Yeah. yeah. And so as far as business goals, I, I write it down for the first quarter, second quarter, third quarter, fourth, fourth quarter. And then I set some short term goals because you want to reach goals or you get you get, you know, discouraged. And so. It might just be as little as I'm going to make five uh, invitations to people I want to talk to. 
and get their input or whatever, you know, something simple that you can accomplish. And then once you do that, then you go to the bigger thing. Okay, I've met these people. I've talked to them. Now I want to grow those those relationships and and any other uh, any other goals that you want to set that are important for your business, like how many how much money do you want to make? You know, what are your goals for that? Uh, how are you going to make that? And who do you need to talk to? But I, I put it on my calendar and. So a lot of things I did this year is I took things off my calendar. I'm not doing as many things as I did last year just because I was trying to get started. And I was just but I was all over the place last year. I didn't even know where to begin and what to do. So now I've done all of these different things. I've talked to people and now I'm organized and I know where I want to go forward. So I've spent last year figuring it out this year. I'm going to do it. So but that's why I think goals are important. Awesome. Yeah, that is awesome. I love that because you sound just like me too, except I don't do the personal goals. I should, and I know I should, but I feel like I use my business as an excuse and how crazy chaotic I am as to why. And then my personal time pretty much intertwines with my business. Like it, I happen to get the personal time because I'm on a business trip for. Um, so yeah, I would say um, my goal going into this year, though, specifically was to get myself organized on what I want to do on both sides and really follow through. I mean, with the business side, I will say like as a company, we set goals, but then personally, there's things that I need to work on myself and things that I have to transition off my plate as we continue to grow and get to the next level. And that's been a challenge for me. I'm not, um, that's something that I that I'm pretty upfront and honest about because I think it's hard for me because I try to take on so much, like you said, like you're just, I'm all over the place with my head cut off sometimes. And mm -hmm. it's just even sitting down and marking time off on my calendar. And just like every other meeting, like this is the time I'm going to work on this. And I will say the last couple of weeks I've done that and I felt so much more accomplished getting something done. Otherwise I would have like let something else to, you know, pretty much throw me off the tracks and, you know, now I'm on to this and I have like 20 open items and then I just feel like a mess because nothing's getting done. Right. So, um, so yeah, I do think that's important. I think your idea of um, putting stuff on your calendar like that is great. And I am pulling back myself from some things this year that Allegation. I, <laughs> yeah, I need to, well, you know, it's like, there's a time where you got to be out there crazy doing all this stuff. And then there's a time you got to pull back and work on your business um, and, and some other things, cause I like to give so much and give my time to a lot of different, you know, companies, associations, people, and I always will give myself to those, but sometimes I have to be careful how much I extend myself Sure. because I'm sure. creating my own stress. My husband reminds me. Yeah. <laughs> you are, yeah. Yeah. So and we've all me, been there yeah. <laughs> for me for over the past three years, I've done, there's a board. I actually have a picture in front of me. It says, what are you waiting for? Um, and I utilize that with post-it notes, which sounds unorganized, uh, but it's something that I learned through my group. I belong to a CEO group called Vistage. And so I have an accountability group that helps me. Like, again, my coach is like, we're talking about this in December. Um, so I literally wrote all my goals down. So I have a personal growth section I have a work session, I have a family section, I have a fun section, and I have a well-being section. And I put bullet points there um, through a, each one's a post-it note. 
And so that way it's in front of my face. And what I noticed, I was getting ready to transmit it from the, the document to go get on my awesome picture that has my family pictures, my dad, like it's my reasons why around there. Right. Um, but I was getting ready to, to transfer it over. And then I'm like, I'm not specific enough because like, for example, one of my uh, personal growth plans is to learn more on executing plans when people, you know, on board in my organization. So I'm like, that's a great goal, Nicole, but how are you going to measure that? So I like the time to like take, to come back to that, like maybe a week later. So that way I'm in a different frame of mind. You know, like I think as we write our goals, you could be moody that day. You could feel like a failure that day. You could feel like overconfident that day. So you start right. So going back to it, you know, and just going, okay, am I really committing to this? And how do I measure this? Um, is is really important important so even like in my fun category I put I want to go to six concerts this year so I go as specific as I can one spontaneous outing per month and I guarantee some of them will be a share um, <laughs> weekend getaways you know girls nights you know mm -hmm. outings a family dinner required with all of my children to be present once a month so that way that stuff is in my face um, and like you said, Christy, finding that, because I'm the same, like you're talking and I'm going, Hey lady, like same every day. <laughs> and so I have to like have these things in front of me so that way I can go back and look and what this, I can always send. So if anyone wants this exercise, I did not come up with this. So I can, I can share it with you in a document <laughs> format. You can also do this online. So they actually have it where you can goal set on this website. And then you can save it as your like desktop computer background so you can see it. Um, but I have some stars on here because these are some of the things that I go, no fail, I'm going to do these. So even if I'm, you know, not going, my spontaneous outing per month is not, it's not starred, but my hiring a project manager for all my tech and IT roadmap, there is a blasted star there that has to happen, right? <laughs> So I will, I will share that if anybody wants that, but again, being as specific as you can, so that way you can measure that and get somewhere with it. Yeah. I mean, I agree with um, both of you a hundred percent. And I think one of the challenges I have is, you know, I think not just being a CEO, but I think anyone in their positions and maybe it's a little bit easier, easier at different levels, but for me, I find myself, I have a plan for the day and then it gets derailed by other things that come in from the side that you have to attend to. And then it's like trying to recuperate from the things that you needed to get to that you didn't get to. And um, so that's another thing too. I think like I actually have um, a hard time trying to figure out how can I better get through this or is it always just going to be like this? Like you have to have your plan and then you get side railed. And yeah, I think with transportation, because I'm assuming most of the people that are listening to this are in logistics. Mm -hmm. And so with that, I think we have to realize that's always going to be the case because our business doesn't like stop. Like we're not a marketing firm that we can be like, you know, Hey, you know, um, <laughs> let's have a fun chat, sit down and go through this. And, you know, it, right. nothing is really, there's always stuff coming. It never sleeps. You know? And it's so, never changing. Yes. Yeah, it is. 
Yes. And I think that's what makes it tough because like I'm working with one of my girls here um, that we hired and I'm trying to help her with some of the sales side of things. And I mean, I feel bad. I keep having to put her off, but then I'm trying to give her tasks she can do while she's waiting for me. (laughs) (laughs) And that sounds crazy, but it's like, you know, and then I feel bad. I get this guilt and it's like, I'm going to find the time. I'm going to find the time. And it's like, I just don't have enough time in the day. So I need to step back myself and look at what am I doing? What am I spending my time on? What can I like move around? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's the hardest thing I think to learn is to delegate because nobody can do it like you can do it. Right. And so you know, you know more than anybody. But once you do delegate, it helps them and it does help you too. Right. And not just that, I think for us too, like growing and what we're like are my expectations of this company is that like now duties I used to do now are going to be put on someone else and having a hard time of making sure it's done exactly the, the way that we anticipate it. Maybe it's going to change and not be the exact same way, but making sure with the intent of like, this is what we want to accomplish and it might be done a different way, but making sure we still get to that, you know, end um, goal of how it should be handled. And I think that's where it's hard for me, even like, <laughs> you know, like I know I need to do this and it's happening, but, um, but yeah, we all struggle with it. Everyone, no matter who you are. I just you wrote do. down how to delegate an LLC show and Sharon's going to lead it. They <laughs> <laughs> really do think it is a struggle that we all have. Yeah. And then flip it the other way. Like, we can talk about it both ways to where when you do get stuff delegated to you and maybe you don't understand opening up those channels of communication to get that transparency to make it mm-hmm. successful. So right. I think that would be a great topic because it yeah, is. Delegation is a gift. Yeah. You don't realize it and you know, before you do it, but it's awesome. Yeah. Right. And I think the other thing is the challenge is making sure it's always like, is this the right person to handle it? Mm-hmm. Um, can they handle it? Is there skill set within that? There's some people that could pick it up and some that are going to take more time. Um, and I think sometimes we hold ourselves back because again, you want it to be this way and so perfect. And not that these other people couldn't do it, but you're right. Yeah. We all can work on that. <laughs> and that's where the one-on-ones help for him, yeah. anybody that's listening. You know who to delegate to because you're, you're learning what they, what their skill set is. Yeah, and their comfortable zone and where they want to go. So yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So I do want to rewind because we were talking really in the beginning of the show about mm-hmm. building that tribe, right? Mm-hmm. And so we have for us, I mean, we've put ourselves out there where we've I feel like I've accomplished that really with you guys and that's outside mm-hmm. people. But if you're you don't have a tribe, right? You're not running a company, you know, you're not part of a CEO group, like how do you guys suggest to others, like, what are you looking for? How do you establish that to give them some insight on where to start? I would say personally, like LinkedIn is probably the best um, tool for anybody um, in finding companies and people within your industry that you're in um, and start, you know, again, I give out a lot of people that other people should be following to help, you know, the younger ones that are coming into this. So I suggest asking people around you too. you know, who do you think I should follow? What should I be looking at? 
that type of thing. But I also feel like just searching up some of these associations, like women in trucking, for example. And one thing I've done there is like, look at the other people that um, are liking some of their pages to see like, who do they work for? What do they do? Like, is this someone that I want to connect with? Um, I think there's just so many different ways to do it. But I think the biggest thing is don't like hold yourself back from reaching out and asking, even just asking someone for a conversation. Um, Cause again, I think there's some people within the organization that you go to work for that you can ask like, who should I be following and how do I do that? And, you know, looking up your competitors even um, online and looking at those companies and different people um, and the associations. Again, I've been doing this for so long. Sometimes I feel like it's second nature and it's just stuff we all know. Um, but I mean, I guess that would probably be my advice in, in regards to that, because I can say, you know, the girl I'm working with now, again, I don't think she knew what to really look at. She knew of like freight waves, for example. Um, but then I gave her some specific people to follow some other news outlets to follow and then associations, things like that. Um, and then, you know, she's working with some customers, carriers you know, adding some of them to your network, um, maybe in like-minded positions, that type of thing. Um, so yeah, I mean, that really, I think it just takes some time out of your day, like doing the research. Yeah, the research and then just um, not being afraid to put yourself out there and send a message or say, hey, I saw you on LinkedIn. I'd like to connect. Could we, I know Mindy Brown did that with me the other day. She said, can we have a virtual coffee? And we did. And it was a great conversation. And so she's now becoming a really good friend, you know, and uh, and I like we got together. We didn't I mean, I didn't know anybody on this uh, podcast a, a couple of years ago and they've become my really good friends. And one of my goals is to meet Christy in person this year somewhere. And so um you just networking. There's a lot of women's groups out there and, and it doesn't even have to be in the industry, but I think women need other women just to sound, have a sounding board. And so just get a group of friends and uh, strangers, even if it's at your church or uh, at school or whatever, get a four or five women that you meet with regularly and talk things through. I mean, I've got, other friends uh, that I've had for years and we've stayed friends over the years and we see each other about once a month and just to catch up. And it's just good. It's good for women to have women friends. And I didn't know that for a very, very long time. I didn't have any. And, um, and I, I wish I had learned it when I was a lot younger, but I didn't have any women. I didn't know any women cause I worked in an industry where there were no women. And so <laughs> I didn't have any friends. And so it just evolves, but you have to put yourself out there. Yeah. I was yes. going to say, when you make your beautiful goal board that I was talking about, mm -hmm. one of my, one of my goals last year was to have 10 networking calls a month. And mm -hmm. so I'm not saying I did that every month, um, but I would reach out to people that could be like-minded, could be completely different. And I would ask if they would be interested to have a call with me. Um, some of them said yes. And then when we got to the actual scheduling time, it never happened. Right. But that's okay. You know, it's that putting yourself out there. And so one of my sales leaders was saying that too. He's like, 
you know, I want to start building my tribe. And I'm like, you got to find people that have done it, people that are in it and just start reaching out and saying hi and maybe set a goal that, you know, you want to reach out to X amount of people and, and host those conversations. And that investment part, because sometimes when you're in logistics, your day is just, you're moving freight all day. Mm -hmm. You're, you're in the operational side. Your company is watching how many phone calls you make to customers, right? Don't be afraid to ask people to chat for 10, 15 minutes on the weekend either. You know, yeah. I've had some of my best phone calls with people on a scheduled time on a Saturday, you know, and it's, you talk for 30 minutes and, and you move on. So it's just being dedicated to doing that and, and building your tribe and, then doing something with it afterwards. You know, I think a lot of us will be like, oh, I talked to so-and-so once, but you can't really develop that relationship on a 10 minute call. So, mm -hmm. you know, it, it might take a couple of times, you know, to, to reach back out to them and ask them how they're doing things. So maybe you guys can swap ideas, you know? Yeah. Um, there's a lot of networking events in every city, yeah. you know, transportation clubs, women yeah. in trucking, TIA, you know, join, go, you know, and, and I know at Women in Trucking, I met so many women this year, women in trucking. I, I was amazed. They had 1,700 people show up this year. And that's in Dallas every year. And Dallas has a million networking uh, right. events every night if you want to go. So just just look around and, and you'll find someplace and, and you'll start meeting people. And I'll say too, like I have some women that work for me that do stuff with like the local chamber of commerce. Um, mm -hmm. There's a uh, Chatham University has a women's entrepreneurship program with, that also has like, um, you know, several different events and, and whatnot to meet up. And so you're right, like every city has these things and it doesn't even have to be industry related at all um, mm -hmm. to building that network. Because I did tell my husband the other night, I said, it's really cool because we're going out to Vegas here soon. And the fact that like we can meet up with so many of these people that we've connected with. And I feel like this stuff didn't happen prior to COVID or at least as much. Yeah. There was a little bit of it, but it kind of exploded over COVID. And I feel like I have my like woman tribe now, like of all these different women that we've met and that we can depend on each other and talk about our issues and and it doesn't matter. Like, I, I think I told you even this morning, Nicole, this other woman that just reached out to me yesterday, she's in our, the founders group, um, Lorena from Pearl Transportation. And she said she had been like following us and she was like smaller and your company's so much bigger. I said, but listen, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter because we can help each other with so many different things. Like we all go through the same things, no matter what size you are. Continuously. So back. <laughs> Continuously. They never... Usually every issue that people have is dealing with other people and learning how to communicate. So you right. could be a hundred million, you could be 300 million, you could be 50, you could be less than a million. It's all the same stuff, just different levels of it. And it is. And I love that you said that because that is so true. And that's what I try to educate everyone on. Like you don't have to look at people differently because they're at a certain level compared to you. But I always learn stuff from other people, no matter what size or what, not even what size companies say they own, but like, cause I also talk with other people that are not owners in the industry as well. But I love that. Like I've built this like network of women in particular that we can kind of depend on each other and be there for each other for everything personal or business. So we're going to start wrapping up, but out of this whole discussion, we got 
network, right? Throw yourself out there. We had goals, setting goals. Okay, I'm 40 now, so you delegating. guys are delegating. What was it? Delegating. Delegating. Um, Asking to have one-on-ones, get that feedback. Yeah, and looking at different ways to better yourself and advance yourself on your own other than just the co- what the company is supporting you in. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. From an education yeah. standpoint or just reading up on articles or being a part of the conversation. Like you mentioned TIA, and I just want to put out there one more thing, too. Like there are associations that you can get on committees, too, just to meet other people within those associations. It doesn't cost you anything but some time. And that, that time is precious as far as the value you'll get out of it. And I don't know if it was the tidbit from you, someone, maybe it was you, Sharon, getting on committees that of things that are not your strength. So that way, was it, it was you, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think so. I think it was all of us. Honestly. So that way you get into a spot like, hey, if you're really good at sales and the committee offers something on finance, mm-hmm. like try to join that one. So that way you're putting yourself in a new spot instead of just your normal comfort zone. So. Right. And you're learning something now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love it. So again, thank you everybody for joining us. You know, we hope you got some value out of this. I think we had some great nuggets from these ladies, Uh, but we look forward to really continuing into 2023 with you. We have a lot of cool stuff that we're going to be throwing out and planning so that way we're going to have more panels. We're going to have more guests. And so we are looking forward to an exciting 2023 year. So if you need anything, that goal plan, please reach out to me. I'd be more than happy to send it over to you uh, via LinkedIn. Again, Nicole Glenn on LinkedIn. And uh, let's kick it off good.